Hello, and welcome back to the Give and Go podcast on Game Time CT, your spot for girls basketball talk on Game Time. I'm joined, as always, by Will Alden. Will, good morning, man. Good morning, Scott. How you doing? I'm good. Uh, ready to roll on episode two here. Uh, we're going to be joined later by Staples head coach Paco Fabian. Uh, I've known Paco a long time. He's a tennis coach. He's a girls basketball coach and just an all-around uh, good guy. So we're excited to talk to him. Uh, their team started off 3-0 and this year. They've actually jumped into the top 10. Uh, and they lost a lot of players last season. So for them to jump into the top 10 is really, really good for them. Uh, they're 3-0, and like we said. I just want to run through the top 10 real quick before we get to Paco. Um, Notre Dame Fairfield stayed on top, but uh, I don't know if it was because they had a close game against New Fairfield, 41-38. They just got out of that one. Or it was because NFA uh, walloped New London, 66-42. But NFA ended up picking up one vote in the poll. Uh, you can, of course, go on to Game Time CT and, and see the whole poll. But uh, NFA... Jumped up to number two. Uh, Newington jumped up to number three. Uh, Ridgefield defeated Trumbull. So Ridgefield went from eight to four. Trumbull went down from two to nine. Uh, Bacon Academy still in there. Uh, undefeated 1-0. They won again this week, so they'll stay up in there. But beat St. Bernard. Uh, Bacon Academy seems really, really strong. Those, those top teams in the ECC are really good. Like I thought that Bacon would get a game this week from Waterford. Uh, but they beat Waterford pretty easily. Uh, so I think that it's going to be those top three teams, New London, NFA, and Bacon once again out in the ECC. Uh, East Hartford also jumped into the poll this week after they beat EO and they beat Manchester. Uh, Shailen Pinckney scored her 1,000 point uh, in the first win against EO. She's only a junior. She's committed to play at Seton Hall. Uh, a lot of people say she's the best player in the state. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> There's some really good players, but... She's definitely one of them. Uh, and then Staples, you know, and good for Staples. Like we thought, at least I thought that they would take a step back. They lost some really, really good kids. But here they are again, back in the top 10. They beat Danbury by one. They beat Greenwich, uh, a team that they were supposed to play in the double L semis last year. So, and then they won again this week to move up to 3-0 and and jump into the poll. Uh, they, they jumped one ahead of Sheehan. Sheehan went from uh, 10 to 8. Bumped up after they beat Hamden, which was, I thought, one of the most impressive wins. We talked about it last week. You were at that game. 60 to 36 against the defending SEC champions is as big of a statement as you can make on opening night. Uh, Sheehan continued to roll. They have a few challenges coming up soon. Trumbull lost that game to Richfield. And listen, Trumbull had not even scrimmaged when they got to that court. They hadn't done anything. They're going to be fine. Uh, they beat Ludlow the following game. They beat New Canaan this week. Uh, I think they had they play again tomorrow night, Friday. We're recording this on a Thursday. And then the other team that jumped into the top 10 this week was Newtown, uh, another team that lost a lot to graduation, uh, was in the double L semis also last year. We're supposed to play Hamden in those semifinals before they were canceled. They get a huge test uh, tomorrow night against Colby who's a much improved team. Uh, we talked about them last week, how they got Ciara Brown, how they had um, Michelle Pringle on that team. I think Colby's really, really good. I'm excited to see that game. Um, hopefully we can see that game. Uh, the weather's playing a little bit of a, 
uh, some tricks with the schedule on us because it's obviously snowing again today. A lot of games are getting canceled around the state. Um, but that's the top 10. That rounds out the top 10. I, I urge you to go on to Game Time CT every Wednesday, every Tuesday, sorry, Tuesday. We put out the poll, we put out the top performers, and we put out our games to watch for the season. So you can go check out all our top performers on Game Time CT. We had some really, really good ones. A bunch of girls get double-doubles. We had two girls uh, hit their thousandth point. Uh, and then we also list some of the games to watch. Uh, some of them are scheduled for today. Uh, Ridgefield Danbury is was supposed to be today. Staples Ludlow is supposed to be today. I assume those are going to get moved either till tomorrow or the weekend or some other time. Uh, we got Waterford, New London tomorrow at 530. Uh, up in the Berkshire League, we got a big one. Chapag Valley at Thomaston. Uh, two of the top guards in that league, Brooke Donaghy and Emma Khan of Thomaston. Brooke Donaghy of Chapag. Get to go head to head. Uh, I, I, I've never been to a Berkshire League game, and I really, really want to go to one this year. Um, and then we have Hill House Hand Friday night at six, and the Newtown Colby game Friday at seven. So we have a full slate of exciting games. The games are going now. <clears throat> We're seeing some teams get paused for COVID situations and whatnot, but otherwise the schedule is rolling along. Um, so we will be right back with Staples coach. Paco Fabian after the break. Uh, we are joined now by Staples coach Paco Fabian. Paco, welcome to the show. Great. Thanks for having me today. I appreciate it. Oh, man. I was telling Will earlier, I said, we, I, you know, we've covered you in basketball, tennis, so long. It's so great to have you come on. How many years have you been at Staples as the basketball coach now? Thanks a lot. I think this is the eighth year. Uh, eighth year. Yeah, and uh, I, I coached the boys' tennis team for three years, and I came back, and I'm on my eighth year in tennis as well. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Still having fun? <laughs> things, things, are, things are moving along. Might be my seventh year. I don't know. Things are going fast, and, you know, who knows? Yeah. It's, uh, uh, this is the – this group this year is – we walk in the gym, we have so much fun, and that's part of why um, I think we're doing well. Yeah, I mean, obviously you guys lost a lot, a lot of kids from last year, but you have a bunch of seniors back, a bunch of juniors back this year. How did those kids from last year carry over to this year and, and start off so fast? You know, the nice thing was um, we had such a strong group of seniors last year. We got some good leads and some games. And so the, the girls that are here this year got a lot of uh, varsity court time last year. You know, so it wasn't like they were walking in. They'd never been on the court before. Like all these girls at some point got time and we tried to mix it around and um you know especially in our like starting five um you know those, a lot of those girls were playing considerable minutes so um it was good even though we lost so much and and some great athletes we did we did return a lot yeah and sometimes uh, I, you know last year you had obviously ariana is a kid that you center around and we've seen that yeah. with teams a lot where, where she's the focus of everything for the other team for your team and sometimes when they move on, if there's still talented kids left, that team dynamic gets stronger. Have you seen that this year where no one's, you're, not, you're not deferring to one kid, right? Yeah, no. For this group, actually, the seniors have always been, like, really a tight-knit, closed group. And, um, and the juniors are as well. So it's like we've had these different groups, and, like, they, like, they really feed off of it and, and like, like playing together and being together. So, um, like you said, like, they're, they're just a good group that plays well together. And there's someone, there's a one superstar, um, and it could be a different girl on any night. 
and the success they had last year has to build confidence too, I would think, right? Yeah, that's the difference of of like starting the year and playing this year compared to like four to five years ago. You know, it was can we compete? You know, now it's you know we want to beat everybody. And before it was you know we were just you know hoping we can compete in the games. And so it's a total different mindset of the girls. And that you know because they had such a good year last year. Um, who's been the key for you this year? I mean, you said it's been different girls. Have has have, have, been someone different every single night? Yeah, you know, what's good about this team is we have, you know, there's different parts to it. You know, so, like, Nicole's just a great – Nicole Holmes is a great defensive player um, you know, all around. And can play offense. She's just really unselfish. Marley's one of the best offensive forwards around. Um, she's very talented offensively. Um, Lexi's a great scorer. Lexi Moskin is a great scorer. Alva is the most improved girl on our team, Alva Norton, and she's just uh, – she's been outstanding. Um, and um, we have our fifth seniors, Caroline DeLorentos, who's an all-around player who, uh, who, who who just plays really hard. And so we've got uh, – you know, we've got these five seniors doing well, and then the juniors come off the – play their roles, and, and, they, and they do a great job. Yeah, Marley Lopez-Paul was a girl last year. I mean, I don't know if you, you obviously see her a lot more than I did, but from the time I first saw her till the end of the year when I saw her in the playoffs, did she make a huge leap last year in, in her game? Yeah, she's just she's a really unselfish person and player. I'm actually trying to get her to be a little more selfish. Uh, right, shoot more, uh, right? You know, and, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, at the beginning of the game, I'm like, listen, we want to give you the ball. You know, start, you know, don't give it to your friends. Start shooting. You know, um, and um, so she's been in practice. She just does some really talented things offensively, and and um, that stand out. And uh, she, she's her her offensive game is really good. She's a great shooting forward. Yeah, I would. You know, I think people probably think that like controlling the ball hog and the kid who wants to shoot all the time is harder, but it can be harder to make kids who are unselfish be the focal point more, right? I mean, getting those kids to do that is harder, right? Yeah, I think it was the, our first game. Um, we only played three games against Granite. I don't think she took a shot in the first quarter. And I and I and I, I talked to her after the first or second quarter. I was like, I was like, listen, this is the, you're the leading scorer. You know what I mean? And she ended the game with like 14 points. But it just, uh, you know, it's it's, you know, I want to get girls like her where we where we we let Ari at the beginning of the game last year take over. Now this year, you know, we have new girls that. Have we've had some slow starts and that's the one big thing we're working on yeah i mean so coming into a season like this where your preseason's limited you're not playing out of conference games did that senior having what you said five seniors in the team that has to help a lot right get 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 off to the fast start it really helps a lot they just they you know they know a lot of things that we're doing is it the drills in practice or the you know offensive plays and what Whatever it is, they know a lot of the stuff already. So, you know, they're very experienced on it. And um, we didn't have to go over a lot of things and start from the beginning again like, like we've had to before. Uh, and um, so the one thing, the weird thing this year was, like, after practicing, it's like all the coaches just wanted to play because nobody really knew. You don't you don't really know if you're good or not, you know, because you're just practicing against each other. Yeah. And uh, so you're left dying to just get a game. So that that Danbury game must have been a big test for you guys early because that's a very good team they have up there. Very good. I think they're one of the best teams out there. They're very tough matchup, you know, matchup wise. Uh, Keanu Perry is a great player, and um, and um, we, that it made us excited that you know even even we were talking like at the end of the third quarter, 
good. We can compete with these guys, you know, because, you know, we're not sure because we lost so much from last year. And um, it's so it felt really good to to be able to compete with one of the better teams. You know, those games could go either way. We got we got a couple of nice breaks at the end of the game, um, but I think Danbury in the end will be one of the better teams. Yeah, I mean the league is always like this, but you're going to find out over the next what ten days. You get Ludlow, Ridgefield, and Trumbull now. So, I mean, you, yeah. they're re- they're really going to get tested now, right? I, I, like I was even looking at your poll, you know what I mean? And um, games on poll, I think Ludlow dropped to like 19 or 20, but but like they could be number five. You know what I mean? Like, right, they lost by three and, to Trumbull. And, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a, it could it really they're 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 very Ludlow's a very good and um so it's it's one of those things where I see those you know things flipping and the standing switching very consistently this year. You know, it's going to be a lot of flopping, and um you know Tr- Trumbull's a great team and. You know, so um, it, it's every game is going to be important though, because there's only 12 games. So you know, you don't want to go through a two or three game stretch where you really struggle. And right now we're in the heart of our schedule, so we've got to really pick it up the next week. Yeah, I, I mean, there is a little more sense of urgency this year, right? You can't really maintain those slides like you could in the past. A slide, I mean, a three game thing, but all teams go through those. So. Have you had to change the mentality of coaching at all? I mean, to adjust to a shorter season? I, I, we coached that Danbury game like it was like a championship game because, it, you know, you, we, we looked at it as, you know, I would think in the playoffs, it'll be more of home games than, you know, playing at one big site. You know, so, you know, our goal is to finish in the top four of the FCX. So we get, you know, a couple more of um, some home playoff games. And, so, you know, if we had lost that Danbury game, it was going to be very tough to f- try to finish there. So we're really trying to finish somewhere in that area. Um, and so um, the sense of urgency was a, a lot more than, than normal. What else have been for the you this year, the biggest adjustments uh, to the to the new rules, the no fans, like all that stuff? What's been the biggest adjustment for you? You know, I think a lot of people are talking about the mask rule. Um, it's, 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 it's strange. It's weird. Um, you know, you're, you're in the mask room, you know, the break, you're, you're like looking around. What's the other team doing? Are they drinking water? Are they not drinking water? You know, are they coaching? Are they not? And it's like, you know, um, we just ask for coaches, ask coaches, we're just asking consistency. I don't care, you know, what the rules are. It doesn't matter to me. We just want to like be on the same page for every game. The quietness of the gym must be a, a kind of startling too. I, I noticed when I covered uh, Trumbull Richfield that Rob and Steve were like, I, I saw them like having to hush themselves a little because like when you're speaking on your bench, everyone could hear you. Yep, yep. <laughs> there's no, there's no way to hide your plays this year. You know, your play calling or you know, if I call out a play, you know, the whole team from the other team hears it. And um, you know, the more I call it out, you know, you're able to figure out faster what the teams are doing. So um, that, that's a lot, um, very different um, because you know when I'm talking in the gym or. The other coaches, you're usually the only one talking. Right. The whole gym hears what you're calling out. <laughs> just, which is really strange. <laughs> you know? It is. Um, but we, you, know, you mentioned you had a lot of seniors. How happy were you when you found out that they were going to get to play this year, not just practice? I, I honestly didn't think we were going to play. Um, and I'm thrilled that we're playing. Um, it's, it's been a, it's a great time. Um, you look, you, you just look for going every day to practice or games you know because we were you know you're in your house for so long staring at the walls and, and being able to walk in the gym and be competitive and 
and uh, we've had some great practices. Um, and um, almost every single day has been a, a really good practice. And I think those, I think the girls enjoy, you know, just getting back to a normal lifestyle for you know the hour and a half or two hours that it is. It it really is though a sense of normalcy in that short window, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Besides going to the grocery store or going shopping, I mean, there's not much to do. And so being able to go to a basketball gym is like, I mean, it's like going to Madison Square Garden. It's so exciting. You know, um, well, I remember, you know, the scrimmage, even after the scrimmage, I was like, this was so much fun just to do a scrimmage and um, and, and to play like a competitive game on camera. For us, it, it, you don't, you're so into it because of what we've gone through in our lives in the last years that it, it felt like a championship game. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. And that, all that little stuff you took for granted that you, you don't anymore, right? Totally. Um, you know, every day just coming here and being able to go to the gym and, you know, because, like, you know, I have little kids. Like, I want to bring them places to play basketball, and it's hard to find places. So to be able to go to a school and, and, and hang out with, you know, the, the high school girls while they're playing basketball and, um, you know, see them and smile all the time, play music, dancing more than it normally would um jumping around and it, it's fun I, so you've been around this a long time your, your father was a, was he a coach at norwalk no uh, well he helped out with the football team but nothing officially he's just a volunteer coach he was a he was kind of a local guy that's that been at every game just an fcac you know kind of he loves the fcac he was best friends with the Stanford high he went to every single game for 20 years and uh dragged me to the gym and so I grew up, you know, in the gym as a kid, the basketball gym. And so it's 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 nice um, going to the different schools and seeing the same people every year that I've seen for 30 years now. What what did they get? They honored your father last year at Norwalk High, right before a game. Yeah, my father passed away um, right before the season started, uh, which is a very difficult time for me. And uh, everyone just knew him, and um, it was just one of those. Um, it was very kind of. Uh, I think they understood it was going to be tough for me to coach the game. And uh, very kind. Dougie Peoples, a big Norwalk um, kind of legend, um, really helped organize that. And um, it, was, it, was, it was great for our family. Yeah, that must have meant a lot to, to have someone recognize you know, your father. Uh, like you said, he wasn't the main coach, but just his contributions to the league, right? Yeah, it was actually the first time I couldn't talk. Um, to, I got after they honored him, I got into the huddle to you know, tried to get the girls going, and I couldn't talk. My, my assistant had to take over. It was it was the first time I ever. I literally I couldn't speak. I didn't even know what to do. Um, so my um, so my assistants kind of you know said, all right, girls, let's get going. And, and uh, we we actually I think we we won that game, and it was it was one of the game I'll always remember. Yeah, it was also a huge win for you guys. I mean, that was a, the defending champs and everything else. I mean, that that must have been such a whirlwind night. Yeah, like, like I was saying earlier, it was, it was we was we always wanted to like try to compete with those schools. And last year was the first year that we kind of got over the hump, and um, getting over that hump, and that, that's what I think really gave the girls this year the confidence, because now we be in these schools, um, and so now when they walk in the gym, they're like, all right, you know, let's actually try to win the game and not just compete. And that's why last year was so great for these kids. They're walking in the gym with a lot of confidence, and you know, um, but they also know now they have. A, because they did win last year, you know, a lot of a lot of the big games. Um, we didn't win the one big game we wanted to win, but um, you know, that's you know, uh, hopefully we can get back and get back to the championship this year. 
Yeah, it's hard when a team gets going like Ridgefield was last year in that tournament. I mean, it just <laughs> becomes almost they, like they were hot. Rob's a great coach. He coached them really well. Um, we had a great semifinal game versus Greenwich. I think that was our best game of the year. And yeah. uh, I mean, that was a high-scoring game for a girls' game. It was, it was, it was unbelievable. And then, and and we came out and we kind of threw up a clunker. The first half of Ridgefield, it was one of the worst we played all year. And Ridgefield did a great job. Give them all the credit. And right now, they're the top team this year. I think they're, I think they're the best team in the FCAC right now. And uh, and so um, they've got a lot returning. So really tough this year. So you and I both grew up as little kids in gyms. You know, I mean, my dad was a coach at Darien, always had me at games, football, basketball, baseball, whatever. What are your earliest memories of, like, walking into gyms? And what gym was it that, like, you remember as a kid? So Jim Moyarty was the boys coach of Stanford and yep. he would bring me down to his weekend practices. And, you know, back then, you know, they would do film and, um, you know, I would be in the gym by myself playing at Stanford high gym for hours. And, um, and then beg the kids when they would come out, come out of their film to like dunk for me. And I would, you know, I remember I was like seven years old asking these high school kids to like, you know, dunk. And I thought it was the cool thing in the world. And um, I think they won the 87 state championship. I think I was eight years old. And yeah. it was really exciting. I got to go in the locker room as like a seven or eight year old. And um, to watch those battles, I mean, FCI boys basketball in the 80s was so cool. I mean, you went to a gym, a big game, and, and it, it, it was sold out all the time. And it was the fans, there were so many fans. We got locked out of some gyms and some, you know, funny stories of trying to sneak through the back door of the locker rooms just to get into gyms. And, you know, that's the one thing I do miss about kind of the basketball these days is 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 the fans back in the 80s when, when West Hill played Stanford High it was like it was huge it was, it was you know it's not the town for a day yeah and that's that's what I remember too just packed packed gyms I mean everywhere like even at the school the smaller schools that weren't as great but those city games man oh. I mean I remember going to those and it was like a wild scene that I had never it seen before <laughs> yeah and there, there, there used to be signs everywhere. You know, all the players had signs, and you know the schools. You know, full chance for the players. It really used to be. It was so exciting. It's the one thing I miss um, about you know the basketball these days. You don't, you don't get that same atmosphere that you, that you had back then. Yeah, uh, and then the, the girls had that a little tougher too. But at the end of last year, you guys started to get some fans. I mean, as you get success, the fans come, right? I mean, they, they will show up and support the teams. That's what we used to say to the girls. Like, if you just keep winning, they will come. Because, you know, it's, it's hard for the girls. They don't – you don't get the fans that the boys get. And, you know, as good as we were last year, there was only three or four games that were really, you know, really crowded. Um, and, and, then, and then they would go to, like, a random boys game, and there's five times as many fans as them. And they're like, you know, we're 15 and one. We can't – you know, we can't get anybody here. <laughs> you know, I feel – I think you had some articles on it last year. I feel bad for the girls, yeah. you know, and, you know, they're going around to their friends, like, you know, please come out and support us. And um, I just wish the girls' side was support a little more from the fans. And girls' basketball is really good in the state right now, especially in the FCAC. I mean, have you seen it in the last eight years get better and better? Yeah, it's been great. I mean, you can go back to even six years ago when, when we were playing. I think there was – six or seven division one players in the FCAC, you know, from Tiana England to Abby Wolf to, you know, you're, you're, you're going to a gym and watching college girls play. You know, Ariana yeah. last year was a college player. 
And, um, you know, Notre Dame's got some top players right now. Greenwich had a top player last year. Um, and it, it's you can you can go watch a girl that's going to go to a really high-level college you know, in these gyms. Yeah, Mackenzie Nelson was a special kid uh, for Greenwich last year. Yep. Uh, that FCX semifinal game she played against you was unbelievable. Have you seen an individual performance against you like that? I know you guys won the game, but. Um, not that we, you know, that's, that's the final, we finally got the level where we could compete with those girls. Um, when that happened before, you know, five years ago, we were down, we were down by 30 or 40, you know, we really struggled. But, um, to be in a game with that was cool. I mean, we threw everything at her. There was times where I said, you know, if you're within 10 feet of her, just go guard her. I don't care if there's three girls on her. And she still, you know, she still scored as much as she did. And I give her all the credit. She's a tremendous player. All right, we're going to do a quick uh, little rapid fire here before we go. Um, what's your favorite gym besides Staples in the FCX? Oh, um, I would say Wilton when they used to have the big fans, when a lot of fans used to go for the FCX tournaments. Yeah, did you go to those too? Because I was always at those. Oh, also. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. And it was, you know, I, when I was a kid, I dreamed of that stuff. You know, you waited yeah. for that all year. And, yeah. you know, I, used to, I got to play in those games for a couple of years. And the first time you walked on the floor, it's just so you're, you're so nervous, and um, you got used to it. But when Wilton uh, on the when Wilton has a crowded, you know, all the fans there, that's a, a great atmosphere. What years did you play in that in that in those games? Ninety-five to ninety-seven. Yeah. And 95. all three years, and they were all still at Wilton then, right? Yep. Uh, the last year was at Fairfield Ward, and it was I, I really. Kind of liked it when it was, I liked it more when it was at, um, you know, Wilton. Yeah, Wilton felt like an arena. I mean, with the with the four sides of fans and like that's all any high school kid wanted to do. I'm so glad they yeah. moved it back there. And the atmosphere has been yep. pretty good. I don't know if you've gotten over the last couple of years because you guys are probably playing. But yeah, it's it, it's great. I try to get to as many of the boys playoff games as I can. It's really fun to watch. All right, uh, best best spot to go eat after a game in in Westport or wherever you go after a game. Oh man, um, I go to Partners in Norwalk or um, Dry Dock in Norwalk. Oh, those are good ones. <laughs> I like I Partners. like the you know the local places. I like you know the local places where you see you know people that you know go talk high school basketball and stuff. Yeah, those little divey places. Partners has got the yep. great pizza over there, and and Dry Dock's exactly. got awesome burgers and stuff. Yeah, oh man, I've been yeah, Dry Dock in a long time. <laughs> That's what I had after my at my Danbury game. We went and had a burger. <laughs> <laughs> that that was to make you feel normal a little bit too to be able to just go out and get a burger yep. afterwards <laughs> yeah yep, yeah we have a couple of uh, yeah, coaches that go meet after the games which is fun some good friends yeah there's some good good people coaching now i mean it, it's a mix of older and younger but uh i mean do you generally get along with all the with all the coaches and do you guys talk you know outside uh, the games and stuff yeah it's been great the more i've you know now that i've for a while um, to really get to know you know these guys know that know their families and just get to talk to them even outside of basketball and to just realize they're just like you know just like yeah <laughs> it's a it's a fraternity i mean or, or, or there's yep. women too so i mean whatever you want to call it um, yeah, but they're, and, they, and those women are they're great i mean diane does a great job chris chris jackie sarah love yeah, they've had a lot of success. I mean, Jackie, forget yeah. it. Like, she's the queen. But, I mean, yeah, Diane yeah. and Sarah Ludlow. I mean, yeah, it's just been awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, well, listen, Paco, we want to thank you for coming on and taking the time to do this. And uh, this was a lot of fun. 
Thanks a lot. And thank you for, uh, you know, always promoting the girl side of uh, basketball. And uh, I really appreciate everything. Thank you, Paco. See you soon. Thank you. Bye. We are back on Give and Go. Uh, I want to thank Staples coach Paco Fabian. Uh, it's always fun to talk to Paco. And uh, he obviously had a lot of things to say. He's excited about his team this year. Um, and it's funny how that happens in, in all sports. It's not girls basketball. It's not just basketball. But you have a team that's really good. Uh, you have a player that is obviously an all-state, you know, a really, really good player in Ariana Garrick, and the other kids kind of defer to them. And then the next season, they all kind of come back a little bit better if you have kids returning, and we're seeing that with Staples. Now, we'll see. they got to play Ludlow, Ridgefield, and Trumbull over the next 10 days. But I still think, you know, just starting out 3-0 and is, is impressive enough for them. So we want to thank Paco for coming on. Uh, we have a few more guests lined up over the next couple of weeks that I'm pretty excited about. So come back next week and join us again on Give and Go. For Will, I'm Scott. We'll see you next time.